When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is this is this is Greater Boston. Ms. Johnson, thank you for finding the time to speak with me. You can call me Valiance, or even V, Miss Fonzarelli. Only if you return the favor. Nicole, if you please. Are you ready? One thing to clarify from the start. I want this to be more about the vandalism and less about the no-hitter. Are you sure? Very. I can't control the potential consequences. Oh, I'm counting on consequences. And in some ways, the two things are related— When I went into the locker room after the win, the whole team was rallying around me, lifting me up, carrying me, spraying me with water and orange soda. We didn't plan on champagne, but we had an excess of orange soda. And you know what I did? I walked over to the nearest locker and I punched it. I punched it hard enough to dent it in a little. My knuckles bruised, but... Thankfully, I was fine. Yes, it felt good to beat a major league team. Put them in their place, defy expectations, prove to everyone that I have got the goddamn goods. But my arm? It wasn't satisfied. It was burning with a tireless fire, and nothing I could do could put it out. Nothing would satisfy the buzzing energy inside it. Celebrating that arm made it burn worse made it feel like someone had found a way to ignite a searing blaze in every one of my pores and molecules. Why was it burning so much? Were you angry about something? (laughs) You could say that. A few days before the exhibition game, Mayor Bespin visited to document our progress as a team. I knew she was coming. Bruce warned us to be on our best behavior. So I took that literally. As soon as I saw her, avoiding the parts of the infield that didn't have grass, my arm itched and burned. I snuck out of practice, stole a can of spray paint out of the maintenance shed, snuck into Braintree Station, shook that sucker up, and tried to calm the fire. Let my arm go to town. Let it say what it needed to say. You know the rest. Bespin saw it and made it a marketing thing. Sure, everyone can use the trains for the game. Why not? It didn't even phase her. That's the funny thing about the rich and powerful. They have this way of taking criticism and turning it into capital. Other people's pain is dollar signs. Income prestige. 
I was already fired up for the game. But as I watched that clown of a mayor throw the first pitch and then hightail it out of the stadium, as I looked around Park and Ride and saw a sea of mostly white faces, as I thought about where we were, Red Line, Braintree Station, I realized that these people all bought tickets before my little spray stunt. We were sold out the day I did it. They were residents. Or maybe high-class Boston folks who could somehow afford the Vickies. So what did I accomplish? Free rides for people who already live in Redline? Who can afford a parole pass? So what? So goddamn motherfucking what good did I do? And that's when my arm ignited. It felt sore, but not from overthrowing. No amount of rest or ice or anything could cool it off. They would pay. They would all pay. The back of Cutter's glove would be the face of every oblivious, soulless suit sucking on chili dogs and mowing down popcorn. I channeled it all into the throw. Because what else could I do? And the harder I threw, the more frustrated I got, because what difference did it make? What difference did being good at pitching make? Even when I took a risk and tried to spread a message I believed in, the result was the same. The house wins. We win. The suits and the bleachers win. And goddammit, I sure wasn't going to lose. But having them watch me as if I was winning for them... No, absolutely not. I was throwing for the people who couldn't see me throw. I wanted to throw so hard and so fast that I would rip a hole in time and space and let every single person who deserved to be there come spilling out, sucking everyone who didn't into a black hole. It's a curse. Being good at something. Because it's never good enough. I can't make good with it. I can only... win. And what's winning to the sound of cheers from crowds of scoundrels? Didn't they call you Firearm Johnson on your last team? They did. And I... pretended to love it. It's endearing. Really, it means a lot to me to get noticed by the people who love the game, people who respect my ability. But I can't ignore the ones who don't when they're my audience. So I'm telling you to tell them right now that this city needs to change. If I'm representing Redline, I'm going to represent the Redline that's possible, not the Redline that is. My arm won't rest until it's right. Do you ever worry that if things get better, you won't be able to harness that power anymore? Hmm. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, there's a lot of wrong to fuel it. I don't think we're going to run out anytime soon. Any final words for your fans? Yes. I purchased 20 seats at the next game for families who can't afford to live in or ride on Redline. Please, contact the box office and request your tickets. First come, first serve, but this won't be the last. It's not much, but it's a start. Thank you, Valiant. Congrats on the game. 
and on the character. Thanks for helping me get the word out. It's our pleasure. That's a wrap on our exclusive interview with Yard Goat's pitcher, Valiant's Firearm Johnson. We reached out to Mayor Bespin for comment and received an ear-piercing shriek in response. Now we cut to Chuck with a story about the strange announcements from the Red Line Cheesebot drivers. Chuck? Greater Boston is created by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with help from T.H. Ponders, Bob Remunda, and Jordan Stillman. Recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This episode was written and sound designed by Jeff Van Driesen. This episode featured Jordan Cobb as Valiance Johnson and Kristen DiMercurio as Nicole Fonzarelli. Charlie on the MTA recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Titi. For news and updates, you can sign up for our newsletter. Link in the show notes. You can support Greater Boston on Patreon at patreon.com slash greaterboston. Greater Boston is a Third Sight Media production. Episode. Episode. Wow, this one's lethal. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The influence of Freemasonry is undeniable. But who are these mysterious apron-wearing craftsmen? And what are they up to? For centuries, hater-ass conspiracy theorists have attempted to answer these questions. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, starring Zane Schacht as Randy Dunning, Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Kruger, and Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. I just want to go on the record right now and say that I, Randy Dunning, am 100% anti-gravity. Like, subscribe, and share your way to the truth when two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason.